Booby trap tonight. All the big booty things get ready to put that booty on my bet line. You know why I need it. And also, I'm bringing a special guest tonight, one of my friends here in town, Academics. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's his first time in the trap. Ladies, get ready. The champ is coming out tonight with Academics. Put that booty on our bet line. All roads lead to the trap. I'll show him the vibes. Mm. That shit open 24-7? I mean, for us, if you if you want to do it. <laughs> nah, I see right here, it said open 24-7. Yeah. Hey, you want to go? Yo, Miami's a wild place, man. Ain't no, like, curfew, no, like, no liquor. Like, liquor don't stop selling at a certain time? No, you do what you want. You really? Gotta, you got to have discipline. Man, I live out in Jersey, like, 2, 2, 2 a.m. It's a dub. You got to go in the house. Out here, man, you got to go in the house when you want. As long as you want to be out, you outside. You've always lived in Florida, right? Yeah. You love it out here? I love it out here. Yeah. Like, what happens, like, like, say you're playing for another team that's not in Florida, like, do you move there, or, like, how does that work? Because this just seems yeah. like home. It's always home, but you always want to, wherever you plan to have, you plan there long term, you want to get a spot there as well, too. Other than Florida, if you couldn't live here, where would you live? Uh, probably here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, just a Florida born and raised, huh? Yo, just like coming here today, right? And we we linked up. First thing you did, you know. By the way, I, I gotta salute you for the hospitality. Yeah, respect, man. You know, before we sat down and did this, I, I've been here for hours. Showed us nothing but you know, good vibes, good times. You opened up your house to us. You you embraced us, offered us anything we wanted. Yeah. Your people been really hospitable, but also when we was. They're like one of the first things we did. Like you know, we started, you know, we was talking about your meditation room, and yeah. I thought, man, if I if I look at a lot of things online, you're painted to be the guy who's arrogant. You know what I mean? The guy who's pompous. The guy who, you know, he don't like rules. He don't like he he's he's only going his own way, or he's disrespectful. But I didn't see that. Yeah. And I haven't seen that side of you. Why do you think, or do you think you even misunderstood? Because I asked you that question up there, and I was like, you got to show more of this. I feel like um, being in a position I'm in, you know, some situations I probably didn't handle with the best maturity. You know, uh, probably the situation as in late or walking off the field. You know, and um, anytime you have a paradigm shift, uh, you realize you know, outside your own head, because in life we all live in our own head in regards of what you got to do, who you got to pay, what you got to accomplish, who you got to take care of. So when you look at things from a paradigm perspective, it's like uh, you just take responsibility and have a different shape of lens of how you look at the world. You know, we all evolving people. We all not our best self. We all working towards to be our best self. So that's why I got the meditation room to always remind myself, you know, to stay centered on being my best self. But, you know, being in this position, you know, you don't know how to be rich. You don't have a family to teach you how you to be rich. So, you know, of course, if someone taken from you, no matter if it's 5,000, 50,000, 50, 500,000, you know, it's a principle. And um, I think we just got to do a better way of... Uh, you know, responding to disrespect and learning how to be rich and, and learning what I represent and uh, 
who are represented too. So, I, I'm glad you said something because I think number one, I think you're alluding to humility, and even hearing you say like, just even acknowledging that maybe in hindsight you could have handled things maybe a little differently, but also what I did say to you upstairs, I said, yo. One thing I realized about you, which I don't think get the credit, is that, you know, when people have conversations about anything you do, they always they're always watching your pockets. It's like, yo, why is he doing that? He's 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 fucking up the money. He's money, 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 money. And I said to you, it really kind of tells me by a lot of your actions. Sometimes you're going off principles and just how you view things more than you're chasing the bag. Right. And like, I mean, even to, to the recent situation, I seen like, I, and I know it's not about the money. But it's probably the principle. Like somebody took some money from me, like it was like five grand. But of course, you just wasn't gonna go for that. Like Yeah, you can't go for that. How does that manifest itself like when it comes to, yo, there's a lot of money on the line, but then you might feel disrespected. Yeah, I think Morally you, you might feel yeah. conflicted. Like how do you deal with these situations? I mean, those are things you gotta learn to deal with, you know, because there's no examples that told us how it was gonna be like that, or don't react for the small money because you might mess up the big money. But in regards to life, it's like, you know, I already made a lot of money playing football. You know, that's what you play football for, to make a better life and make a lot of money. So in some principles of form of how people look at it, they're not in my situation of, like, already having money. So I think for me it's just, you know, um, just changing the shift for how you look at things in regards of everyone's built on three phases, physical, mental, and emotion. So emotionally, I think when things didn't go my way, you just, because we all got enough ability to overcome adversity to get what we want out of life. So it just, it's just about remembering the goal. And it's not about, you know, everyone see a reaction, but they don't know the actions that led up to the reaction. And we don't want to be a victim of, of someone did you wrong, you know what I mean? Because I'm from Liberty City and like, you know, I'm blessed. You see how I live now, so it's like, we control our destiny and what we want to be. And you can overcome adversity to accomplish any goal. And for me, the adversity, you know, I faced with walking off the field. There's a lot of things I built up to that situation. But at the same time, I still could have handled my adversity to be able to get the goal that I want. And, Did uh, you regret that? No, I don't regret it because in my heart, I feel like that was where I was at at the time. Well, but do you regret walking off not 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 feeling how you probably felt because yeah. shit led led up to it, but maybe you're like, I could have dealt with it after the game. Yeah, I still feel like you know, I did what I did. You know what I mean? For the truth of my heart, you know what I mean? Just that situation alone, just be trying to be able to force the play and not be able to play and and, and do what I want to do. So, you know, as a player, you got right. So I feel like for him, you know what I mean. But at the end of the day. We all made of emotions. In the grand scheme of the things, I got to remember what I wanted. And I think in my mind, I already had knew what I wanted, and I just didn't feel the love or the embracement for the team. And for them to put me in that position, I was just like, I was over it. But I'm just saying that life in general, like, you know, if you got a goal for what you want, you can overcome any adversity to get the goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like, you know, what I did... You know, it's not to tell people to quit or give up. It's to, you know, allow people to know that, yo, don't let adversity get in the way of your goal. You know, my goal from being with the Bucks and the time we spent 
you know, it kind of it kind of changed because the things I went through that people may have not understood. You know what I mean? It was just it was a Super Bowl champ with them, yeah. man. Like there's there's yeah. a lot of uh, there's a highs of yeah. highs with them, man. Did, did you ever think about because while when some people try to analyze that situation, they look at it as you know, for example, football is a, it's a huge team sport, right? Yeah. And they look at it like, well, even if you felt a certain type of way, you're hanging your, your guys out of dry, exactly. like you're isolating them, you're making them feel like exactly. you know. And they always they they'll use like words like yo that's a locker room cancer or whatever the case yeah. is, kind of basically saying certain people they come in to a team sport and make it all about themselves, yeah. and they try to drive that narrative about you, you know, yeah. and like you know obviously you're a tremendous player but how how do you kind of just yeah. make sure you know people know you you as well you're a great team player but of course stuff like that happens. Well, obviously I'm a great team player, you know. Tom Brady vouched for me in the lowest time to come play with him, to help him win, and we won. You know, but not every football team player is my friend. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, God's not jealous of you because your talent. God's jealous how other people react to you. So, you know, it's not about, you know what I mean, making it about you. It's an ultimate team game. But in regards to the game, you know what I mean, people get jealous. You know what I mean? People get jealous. And, you know, I came back at a humble role, you know, coming off the bench, salary, uh, proven salary. So, you know, I think I was showing that I was humble, grateful to just get an opportunity to play. And I think it get uh, misconstrued with all the other things because, like, you know, Tampa Bay didn't want me at all. You know, Tom made them want me. Really? Yeah, they put that on record a bunch of times. So it was like, end of the day, you know, these guys didn't really treat me with respect or give me the, you know, I'm the head not to tell, man. So it's like certain respect and a certain from teammates. Like, I don't hang around teammates. I don't go to guys' houses. It's not like it's a friendship where, like, they like to say, like, where is I'm going to come to academic crib. Some of these guys never been to my house. Mm. Some of these guys, you know, Tom Brady never, you know, I've been in his house plenty of time. He came to my house one time, but he never came to my house. And my kids, like, yo, that's Tom Brady. You feel like the love wasn't kind of reciprocated. Nah, it, ain't, it ain't about love. It's just, you know, it's just a business. You know, we, we got a job. Like, you probably go to your station, go to your show. You work with a lot of people. That don't mean you're your friends. That's true. You know what I mean, and some teammates, you know, you know they don't, they, it's not like everyone's your friend or your team. You know, some of these guys, you know what I mean? Envy is. Not because of the talent, because how other react to you. And I can't control what my teammates say. I know one thing my teammate cannot say, that I, that I never put in hard work, that I never gave up, and I get them the best chance to win. And I bring the best energy that affect the people in the room, on the team. You, you know what I learned? So, like, you're covering rap. Yeah. And, you know, I love watching ESPN and shit. And, like, you know, I used to be on this debate show with Joe Budden, Everyday Show, but I watched, like, you know, Skip and, and Shannon kind of go back and forth about it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like, you know, even when they discuss you, sometimes it get personal, like, you know, like just with the critique. And it always kind of make me, re remind me of sometimes like when I'm covering rappers and I'm trying to, I try to work on keeping my first personal feelings out of it yeah. as much as I can, especially when, even if I don't agree with everything they're doing, trying mm -hmm. to understand people a little bit more. Do you feel like, you know, when you're covered like by, Really, any anybody in the media, especially sports media, do you feel like you you just automatically vilified? Automatically, you know, automatically. 
It's just that's what you know. That's what sells. You know, these guys run these shows for money. I mean, they getting paid. They got scripts. You know, they got time sets, and they got you know when my name come on. You know, that's always got to be the topic of discussion. And I know there's a reason why. You know, obviously, you know I was able to play for the Steelers and leave a great franchise. Obviously, when I did that, then I went to Oakland. Then was able to leave that franchise, and people were like, oh, he gave up the money. He crazy. Then I won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just like, you know, everyone gonna have something to say because whatever they say for these networks, they make money off of it. So they gonna say whatever is make money. Sometimes I, I don't even take it personal no more because it's like if I see uh, Stephen A. Smith out, like that's my brother, he gonna be like, yo, AB, what's up, man? Really, be genuine and care how what's going on, man. How you doing? Yeah, you know what I'm saying more so. You know what I mean? Shannon Sharp too. When Shannon Sharp go to the Hall of Fame and they call Super Bowl champions in there, I'm in those rooms. Mm. You know what I mean? So no matter what he say about me, what he gonna say? You know, he gonna say everything, but that's just for TV. That's not real life. And none I haven't done in the NFL. All well, pro. Well, I think sometimes mm-hmm. they feel like you're blown an opportunity. Yeah, but sometimes their opportunity may not be the right opportunity for me. You know, they feel like, hey, man, you should be humble and you should play out these prove yourself deals. And I'm like, hey, no, check the facts or the stats. This is a production based game. So when you ask these guys this type of question, like, all right, who led Tampa Bay when I came to the, uh, 2020? OK, who led Tampa Bay to the, the games I play? So like how many plays I play, how many plays the other guys play? So you're telling me I'm getting more production with less plays? But some type of way they don't want to exilify that, exonify that because they don't want me to get paid because what I've been able to do in the NFL, no one been able to do that. You mm. know what I mean? Get $100 million in contract with the Steelers. Tell them, oh, man, you know what? You guys know more than me. You guys think you can win. And, uh, oh, yeah, you guys. Okay, sorry. I leave there. Oakland. You know, so it's like I'm a bad guy just doing what I want, but I'm just handling business, man. I'm just trying to play football with the right mentality to win. And so grateful I was able to get to the Patriots, meet Tom Brady, and he fall in love with my workout, my, my work ethic, and, uh, you know, the way I, you know, be responsive to the game. And then I, and then I had to sit out a whole year because they probably didn't want me to run up them stats in 2019 with him and, and the Patriots and probably win. So we had to wait a whole year and a half for me to come back. Mm. You know what I mean? So they don't talk about those stories, but these in real life and real time stories, you know, but I already look good. So it's not like they got to tell stories and make me look even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? The news talk about all bad news is no one's covering. OAB was just with all these kids everywhere he go. Kids getting excited. Kids getting encouraged. OAB was with Kanye. They talking about giving kids for other opportunities, you know what I mean? It's all, you know what I mean? It's just all about. So, so when I hear that conversa- conversation, and it even goes for rappers, like they feel like if you're unpredictable, that's 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 a, that's a lot buildy. No, they just know when you know. They know when you know that they can't dictate your value. Then there's some type of uh, you know what I'm saying? Then there's some type of like oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now they bond vows. You know, but my, my life don't, you know, my life, I make my own principles. I don't have to live on Shannon Sharp principles or any other media guy who think that I should do what they think is right for me because 
You know, the way I live, we have this at our own prison. Hmm. I seen um Floyd like he he, he vouched he vouched for you crazy. Yeah, he got twenty mil put up. So I think I think the deal he said he said, listen, I got twenty million dollars, basically that for any team that signs you, yeah, you go through the whole season, that there will not be any problems. Yeah, and if there is, he's like, you don't even got to pay him. We'll 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 give you twenty million. Yeah, I don't think it's never been a problem with me playing football. You know, I've been playing this is be my twelfth year, eleven years. So it was like I persevered through adversity. I didn't did everything they wanted me to do. But just in a situation where I'm telling the coach I'm hurt, I can't go, and it's like he, he pressed on. So we just backing ourselves in, like, yo, if there's an opportunity. We got a couple of meetings with a couple of teams. So really, see how it goes. Well, well, you know people like psychoanalyze that. They're like, yo, well, is he telling the truth? Like, yo, he was hopping off the field. They might look at it like, yo, he dancing on the yacht. He turning up in the club. Is he really injured? Like, you know, I, I think they're expecting you to be in a wheelchair. Like, you know, and and, and again, yeah. you know, unfortunately, when when it comes to elite, the National Football League, on, until you, you're, like, immobile, like, people don't understand that you might be injured. Yeah, they know where I injured, man. These guys got MRI reports. This is the NFL. They don't play. They, they know the reports. I'm just, you know, it's just like I got bone spurs, but I still could do my day-to-day function. You know, I just can't play football at the level that I know I could play. Mm. So until, you know, I handle all my stuff and take care of my business, then I'm going to uh, get to it, get it cleaned up, and then see what the opportunities look like. You got a free agent on the back of that shirt. Yeah. Planning and to the play front. this year, right? Yeah, I plan to take the course for opportunities when I get my ankle cleaned up. Yeah. I love to play. I think me playing bring out the highest self for myself. Keep me focused. Keep me locked in. And I still feel like I could dominate the game. I just need to be in the right situation, right quarterback, and just on the right team that really got that uh, that support system that made me feel like I'm a part of something. You know. Have you ever thought about like maybe just like even though it's a biological clock, like yo, hey, I might only have a couple more years in my prime, and then I might be, you know. Might be a little bit difficult to keep coming back and, you know, yeah. find another team and get another uh-huh. position where, you know, you could really do your thing. Because again, National Football League is a pretty tough league, man. You you start getting yeah. your 30s and it's basically they start they put you on a time clock. No, I still got it going. You can check my GPS analytical. You can check my snap count, my production. That's what that's what the confusion. These guys know it. That's why they have to you know, down it because they know it. No. Do, do you think along the way that you probably burned a couple of bridges that people take it personal and they probably, like, word goes around sometimes. And it's like, yo, we won't, we won't let you know about AB. Like, and, you, and that might be even coming back to, you know, work its way, you know, uh, to probably try to prevent you from getting on a team or prevent people from giving you an opportunity. You know, how do you deal with that? I feel like, man, it's always going to be he say, she say, naysayers, doubters, or warriors. I mean, we don't need 32 teams. We just need one team. You know, that's the thing. And it, even if there's no team, like, I'm all right. Like, I already, you know, I got the homestead tag. I got 50 put up. We make money other ways. Like, my name clean. It's a football. Like, everybody in football not going to be your friend. After football over, you know, you ain't going to see football guys coming to my house. Mm. My house is my family and my people is based on, the people that's out of love. So 
You know, I don't think I burnt any bridges. I think I got my face clean with a lot of people. I just feel like a lot of people wanted me to do things in, in their way or how they think it should have been done or what I should have done that was best for them. And, you know, sometimes people got to look at him like, hey, that just wasn't best for him. You know what I mean? People like, oh, you let Tom Brady down. Tom Brady ain't had nothing to do with the coach. You know what I mean? Trying to get me in the game. Mm. So it was like, you know, it's always going to be next year. It's the good thing about AB is I worked hard and did all the right things while playing. So now I have the choice. You know, I'm the star. I made the choice to play football. I grew up right here in Liberty City. I ain't have a coach sending my film or helping me get to college. I had Coach Dunn. Coach Dunn barely came to practice. He told the college coaches I'd never make it. Really? You know, so I've always been, you know, a fake victim of we can't do it, but I did it. You know what I mean? And they still try to victimize me of what I should do. I do what I want, respectively, not respectively. I do what I want because I like I, I got one life. I create my life, my mind and my my heart and one, so I could do what I want. But not a lot of people work themselves in that aspect of life, so they have to fall suit to what they have to do because they haven't you know worked as hard as me that got twenty thousand square feet. You know, why do they talk up? You having a choice, you being an individual, you having feelings, you also acting on emotion at times, whether for better or for worse. Why do they chalk that up in, and throw around the CTE word or yeah, the this acronym? Like, because in, 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 in this business and corporate in the world, like people don't care about the human. They just care about the service. So emotionally, you don't pose to have no emotion. You know, you don't, you're supposed to just, when the lights cut off, you're just supposed to go home with your family in the car and, and just that's it. You know what I'm saying? But it's more to life than that. You know, we, I live it. You know, me and my coach go to the field four and six hours. I got my own gym. You know, we, we really live it. So we got, yeah, we got a lot of emotion in it. We got a lot of heart in it, a lot of work in it, a lot of years in it, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. So yeah, we take it personal. You know, our name on the line. You know, our family are online, so it's like, you know, we take it serious because we live it, but, you know, a lot of everyone look at it like that. You know, my dad was a famous football player. So it's like, I don't really expect a lot of people to see it the way we see it because they're not from the environments where I come from, and they haven't persevered what I persevered through, or they don't know what I've been through or, or how I get to the position I'm at or how I'm wired to make me, you know, be the person I am. And if you read articles and you read the people that sell the news, I'm just a good news seller. So, you know. Mm. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot like it feels a lot like a narrative, but also I feel like the the, the NFL don't even really want to talk about that. Even exactly. even as a wide topic, broader topic, just for everybody in the league, you know, exactly. like I like I was listening to another uh, podcast that you were doing. And pretty much when you mentioned it was just like how athletes just seem like cattle. You know what I mean? And you, your individuality is probably what's probably the most vilified thing about you. Like, yeah. people don't like maybe how you dress, how flashy you are, how you could communicate and talk and command an audience on social media. They kind of just want you to blend in. Shut exactly. up. They don't, nope. want, they don't want me to bring out 10 cars. But it's like, yo, sorry. I come from Liberty City, man. He's, like, it's only John Doe. It's only the famous guys that sell drugs. My mama was in Section 8. The dude apartment down the street in the hallway they selling drugs so it's like I don't buy these cars to like 
stunt on nobody else. I just work hard and I earned them and I and I want them. You know, the, not growing up, loving cars. That you know, my neighborhood they rode Chevys, seven trays, seven ones, and like you know, that's what I do. But that's what I'm saying. In a football setting, like I said, guys not jealous because your talent. They jealous now because. You know, their wife like, oh, A.B. Alpha, they're like, yo, why you say his name? <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, but I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm just being who I am, you know, but sometimes yeah. it is too much. Because, you know, God, they want you to be a certain type of way when you play football. But, you know, I'm more than a player. You know, I tell you, I choose to play football. I went to Alcorn State when I graduated high school in 2006. And they told me I was ineligible, for, but they wanted me to be a prop. I caught the Greyhound from Alcorn, 19 hours in North Carolina Tech, Charlotte, to get my, uh, what is it, the SAT score to match my uh, GPA to be eligible. I went to FIU in 2007 with my friends from Miami. You had to get kicked out of there with Mario Cristobal to go to Central Michigan. I was a walk-on in 07, earned a scholarship to go three years and go to college. They said I was too small. They said, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a too skinny, like. You know what I'm saying? They said I was out of Central Michigan, like, boy, you ain't gonna never be. You know what I'm saying? So like, what they say is never was the truth for me because what they say is what they think. I create my own say. So, you know, it's always been, you know what I mean? It's about what we do, not what we say. And people gonna always try to say something when they know the position you in. You know? It, it is, is, I look at you and especially like with the, you rapping these days too, right? Like, man, I see, I see someone who's just trying to express himself. I, I see, do. I see someone who's just trying to, you know, be himself. I see, yeah. and I see it as an outlet. You know, I, I think certain people look at it like, nah, man. I think, he, I think he quit football to go rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I look at it just as a, another way of self-expression for you. I think you express yourself on the football field, but I, but you know. With, with pro sports, we're realizing they keep you in the box a lot. LeBron exactly. comments on something other than basketball to tell him to shut up and dribble, you know? Exactly. They kind of want you to stay in the box, but I like what you're doing. You know, just because and I was listening to some of the music, and I said, man, this nigga could go, but it's about his conviction. Yeah. You got to have that conviction for you know, because we've seen athletes, you know, who we, we know initially for being an athlete, they meddle in music and then, it's not too serious. They're like, I, I, I do this like, yeah. you know, on my off day, and it's whatever. It's not a real passion. Yeah. I see it as a way you've been using to kind of express yourself and express like what mood you're in and how you're living your life, and I think that's dope. Absolutely, but more so express myself like it's my business. You know, I got my own label with Cal Records, and we just got a big funding with uh, Video, mm. Ray LaMana with Distribution. So I just got a six-figure deal, you know what I mean? The, the do rap so it's not like just to be creative it's just like to run a business to do number but you a starter so anything you do it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be successful like it's backing. gonna be successful to a certain extent but you got the backing no the of course distribution backing right. to make it even like somebody supporting it so it's like when was the first time you decided like Yo, let me try my hand in music and why like where were you, you just know, mentally at that point I feel like it was 2019 I was I was like here couldn't play football. Me and coach just go to the park, just work out by ourselves. And I'm like, man, we got to find a way to just, you know, first we started with the YouTube video. We started voicing him over. I'm like, coach, you mind voicing one over? He voiced one over. And I'm like, you know what? 
man, we just gonna start freestyling. We just gonna go to boot camp. We already was staying up like super late, so I'm like, man, we just gonna set up the studio and just start cooking. And then we just just kept it going. I mean, we used to do it in college at Century Michigan. We used to freestyle. My boy Tyler Reed room. He had the studio up there in Michigan. So, but yeah, we just started doing the same thing and just make it in a habit. Just expressing all the vibes. Like one time over here, man, we had the helicopters, everything over here. You probably saw my crib on yeah. the news. Everything. Nah, I seen it. The helicopter. So it was crazy. Yeah. So I see. This is kind of like a famous spot. I remember. There's a lot of YouTube videos where I've seen outside of this this spot. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff went down. Yeah, a lot of stuff went down over here. I, I think you're in a in a, in a in a dope place that I think you know, and it's interesting that I've seen you around some some of the people who I think have taken bold, I won't even say chances, but they've made bold decisions to do what they want to do. And you know, people always say, you know, money does two things: it gives you the freedom to do what you want when you want, and also it allows you to have the luxury of doing it, you know, your way. And I think you've taken that to to, to kind of like kind of like get the shackles off you and just kind of do what you want to do and you know that's why i i rather just watch you and see how how committed you're going to be rather than you know knock you like there's a lot of people who are naysayers you know whether it's come it comes to your football career or you you do music so how do you kind of like you know don't listen to you know maybe the noise I mean, just keep living out my purpose with them. You know, it's always going to be noise when you make it noise. You just got to continue to get in my bag, continue to keep the right perspective, and just, you know, keep the foot on the gas and doing what I love, you know. In life, you know, everyone can't do one thing forever. And like Lauren, Lauren Hill said, you told me, you know. Yeah. She already mastered one thing, being the best. So it's always a challenge to be the best at something else or grow on something else. That shit's scary, though. Yeah, but it takes a lot of willpower to be able to stand on it. You know, a lot of people, not a lot of people that go to bees, you know, the bees, they know I'm out here. You know, mm. They're flying in, but it take a lot of courage, you know, for someone to, you know, in this world, you only got, you know, people only try to put you in the box for what you could do. You know what I mean? Jay-Z was a rapper, but he, he made uh, Rockerware. You know, shit, shit, when he wanted to be a rapper, nobody was signing him. He had to make his own label. And I'm pretty sure somebody looked at him and said, Man, don't do that stupid shit. Like, wait, exactly. get better till somebody will sign you. He couldn't wait. Did it himself. But now he looks, you know, hindsight be twenty twenty. You know, like he's now looked at as a genius. Same with your man Kanye. You know, when Kanye was on Twitter a couple years ago saying, yo, I'm trying to invest in and do all these things. You know, I'm trying to, you know, change up, you know, music, fashion, all these things. People said, yo, you're broke. Yo, you say you're 30 million in the hole. You're asking for a loan on Twitter. It's a wrap. Now he's... Billionaire, everybody's like, oh, this guy was a genius. So, you know, sometimes, like, I definitely understand that part of it. But your relationship with Kanye, do you see a lot of that, you know, as, like, a similarity for y'all? Because same way people kind of doubt you or people will be like, nah, you, why are you doing that? They've done the same to him. Absolutely. And it's going to say for a lot of guys, even, like, Young Thug, mm-hmm. first came out, they're like, yo, we don't know about the jeans, they look, you know, the shirts <laughs> and, the, you know. Not everyone wear the slim jeans and the tight chains. And that's so true. it's like, you know, that's just a part of America for guys like us, you know. Anytime you're doing something against the norm or whatnot with someone used to, or they're not understanding your vision, it's always like, oh, yeah, you got a problem or he this. 
because people not seeing what you're seeing. But you know, after a couple of years now, you saying like, whoa, Ye got you know. Now like, it's interesting with Ye. You know what they say? They're like, yo, yo, he need to be on men's. Like he bipolar. With you, they say yo, it's CTE. Yeah. It's all, it, always it, it, a tag with it. What, what do you think that similarity is <laughs> between all three y'all though? Right. So like you yeah. thug Kanye. Like what is it that you feel? That's not connecting because everybody else isn't understanding it. Or most yeah. people ain't understanding it. Well, I feel like we just all got that lock in where we don't let people move us from, like, what their reality is other than ours. You know, you say, oh, yeah, thug, wear a mess. He wear these clothes. He might be suspect. Okay, I don't even care what y'all think. I'm going to just wear this right here. You know, they're like, oh, he wear the dress. Like, yeah, because y'all, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, you know who you are. You know what you stand for. I mean, you can't be moved by someone else's opinion. You know, we all have opinions. I can hear your opinion all day. Don't mean if it's right or wrong. It's still your entitlement to your opinion. Mm. So we all got a right to that. So it was like, even with Ye, they're like, yo, he crazy. He ain't going to never. Sway told me he had the answers. Sway had the answers. You know, Ye was trying to tell him, like, man, I got it figured out. And he, like, trying to talk to him from to the place of where you yeah. at, not where he going. So I feel like people try to talk to you from the place of where you at. But just because I'm here right now, I don't mean my mind is not. Yeah, you know, presuming what I want, manifesting what I'm looking forward to. So it's like, we all have that. Have you always been like this? Like, like yeah. go, just going back to like, you know, high school, and you know, you was just yeah. kind of giving the short story about like, you know, kind of persevering and, and, and making yeah. it to college and making it through college. Actually, it's like, have you always just kind of been like, yo, okay, that's a conventional way of doing something, or that's what everybody says you should do? But I'm man, fuck that shit, man. I'm about to go about it this way. Yeah. And that's why I was explaining earlier. Like, I was able to, you know, me and God was able to, with God blessing me, be able to create my own future. Like I told you, I was signed a scholarship to Alcorn State. I don't even know where I was at. My mom wasn't there. My dad ain't there for Sunday. It was just me knowing, hey, I can't stay here in Miami. Guys in Miami, they, you know, not a lot of things going well for them. So for me, I know from my outlet, I was like, man, I got to go to college. And my high school coach, he wasn't, pushing me to go to college. He was thinking like, man, this kid won't make it because he, you know, attitude or what he got going because he didn't understand the home life or what I was coming from or what I was going through. So for me to be able to put myself in a position where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go to Alcorn not even knowing where it's at, go there, catch the Greyhound to go to prep school, take the test to pass the SAT, go to FIU, they messed me up out of there, go to Central Michigan and so it's like, you know, imagine a kid having to persevere by himself to accomplish all that, then to be able to, you know. Who was your backbone at that time? Like, ooh, yeah, like who, was, who was behind you? Like, you know, kind of. Like, because you had to have moments journal. where, yeah, huh? And just me and my journal. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody backing me. It was, but there had to be times you doubted yourself. Where nah, you're like, you man. <laughs> doubt will kill you, you know. So it's like, if you doubt yourself, then it's like, if I doubt myself, then it's like, if everybody else don't believe in you, then you gotta believe in yourself because if you don't believe, then you gonna go dead to the wolves. So to me, it was just my responsibility to take responsibility for me and I just strategically planning myself on how I could be successful. You know, I love to play football. All it was in the sports since six years old. So I was like, you know, I made it happen. And you know, people don't live in your journey. They just live in where they meet you at or where you at in the moment. So people don't know that. that everything that I've been through to put myself in a position. I always mm -hmm. said, I always said that. Like for example, sometimes people look at me and be like, "Damn, okay, I know academics now," but then they, they don't know. I you probably tried, from. I probably tried sixty times to try to get on in some type of way. People are like, "Yo, I never seen you DJ." I try to get on 
through DJing and this. It didn't work. But nobody cared about it. I care now. Because you work yourself in that position. Yeah. And they ain't see your journey. Most of the time people see like, yo, that boy turned up right now, but they don't understand. Like, all right, let's look where he came from and what he had to go through. And I put a chip on your shoulder, too. Especially like, Especially after you've been through so much persevering, people been telling yeah. you no doubted you. Yeah. Now you make it, and then they telling you to yeah. fit in certain certain societal norms, or exactly. you got to allow certain people to deal with you or talk, talk to you a certain way. Exactly. It's like, man, we all got a choice in this world. You know, we can we, we be free to make it. You, know, you make you create your reality. You choose to do whatever you choose to do because we have that freedom. That's why I'm a free agent. You know, I'm free to, you know, do what I want to do. And that's the blessing about the world that God gives us, you know. Have you ever thought about, you know, you know, you, you have kids, beautiful kids, by the way. Thank like, you. as they're growing up and they, they might see something through the media yeah. about their father, like, yo, baby did this, baby did that. This is how we handle this situation. You ever kind of look at, like, this is how I'm going to try to live my life, or I'm going to give them this advice on handling the same situations as they grow up, hoping that, you know, they could possibly see different results or, you know, end up, you know, dealing with things a little bit better? As a dad, you know, I just, when they get to that point, just get them the best perspective, you know, the realistic perspective or the reality. Like, man, your dad could have handled this a lot better. And as, as a man, you know, we all have shortcomings. We all are not perfect. You know, I just hope to be a better example for my kids and some of the examples that may have been good examples or bad examples to teach them and learn from it. You know, that's a part of being a human. Part of being a father is you uh, teach your kids your mistakes so they don't make the same mistakes. So I'm not afraid to show my scars. You know, I'm a man. I don't have a lot, no insecurity. So it's like, you know what I mean? I'm not the my best form, but I'm definitely working towards it. And that's a day-to-day thing, constant. That's a part of life, and um, definitely can't wait till they get old enough to, you know, to really see the full puzzle. Cause you know, it's a lot of bits and pieces, but when it all come together, it's a beautiful puzzle. Yeah, you know, I was looking, uh, looking at your pictures and your wars. That's you know, right there in, uh, in the living room or whatever. And um, I, I seen obviously offensive player of the year award, but I seen that there was like a an award, like a community award. And like I was, I was wondering, I was like. You know, do you kind of do you kind of take on the responsibility and also um, accept like the the role model title? You know, especially there's a bunch of kids like you. You, you describe the situation where a lot of kids who end up making it to National Football League, National Basketball Association, or you know, shit, Major League Baseball. Like they come from your background. They come from people always tell them no, they're not enough, not they're inadequate. Maybe mama, daddy wasn't there because, you know, they got to do other things just to try to make sure food's on the table. So that kid got to be within their own selves trying to do their thing. They look at you and they're like, man, I can understand where he came from because that's where I'm at. Yeah, I feel like I really take a responsibility in, in being a role model to kids and just making them feel empowered, you know, giving them hope. You know, a lot of kids, some kids may not be football players, but just giving them hope and, man, you could do things, you could do other things. You could be creative in other ways. You know what I mean? Just give them that feel good. You know, I feel like if everyone felt good and been encouraged, then they'll go after, you know, they'll be empowered to go after more things to be the future superheroes. So for me, it's always, a, you know, to be a good example in, in every aspect, you know, on the field, off the field, rapping, doing fashion, however, just keep the kids encouraged and create more opportunities that fix the future, you know, households, 
area. So we always do community work. It may not get promoted. Like last year, we did a big camp, a huge donation for charity, donated to church, a lot of stuff. So, you know, every year we, you know, we give back and touch the community because you know, that's the most important. And speaking of even doing that, like, you know, I seen Kanye gave you like a position like Don the Sports. I, how, how crazy was it? Was it a surreal thing? Y'all had like the best seats at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? I, I remember that tweet, your NFL called Kanye. Yeah, the best seats there pretty much, you know, you've linked up with a guy who kind of, he, he's interested in just kind of changing how the atmosphere of like whatever genre, sport, business is. How is that, how is that feeling? Like, you know, going to the Super Bowl with Ye, um, and how were you involved, like, in Donna Sports? Yeah, that was an amazing experience. You know what I mean? Being in L.A., staying at the Soho. Uh, they brought out the Soho for the album, uh, the Donna 2 recording. You know, being really? there. Yeah, so just being there around the recording. Just you probably learned work. a lot. Yeah, seeing his work ethic, you know, 8, 8 a.m. meetings, seeing his focus and discipline to his craft, his uh, creativity, um, and, uh, he made me the uh, president of Donna Sports. I got to get to L.A. soon, but for the most part, he wanted me to focus on what's important for me, you know. The thing about Ye, you know, he's a real genuine person, and uh, he just care about, you know, me being the best person and, and do what I want. But we definitely going to be working here soon to create more opportunities for the kids. Right now, Donna Sports, we got a basketball team, a lot of great players, high school, and uh, it's a lot of up-and-coming. We know we got the merch. Some of the dopest merch. So we got the Donna Doves, and we got a lot of more opportunities and good things brewing for the kids, the colleges, you know, sponsoring, you know, the apparel, giving kids opportunities. So I, I looked at that as like a real power move when you guys showed up to the uh, Super Bowl. And then, you know, like I think a lot of what you were talking about, and you know, there's a rigid system, and like you pretty much got these owners who look at you know players just as replaceable, you know, commodities like, yo, hey, out with old and with the new, and I'm like, I think I think that's a move where that could end up being some something where Kanye tries to purchase a team or something like that. What do you think about that? We've been working on a couple of things, you know what I mean, to put to put it together. But um, more importantly, we just want to, you know, empower the youth, you know, give kids a superhero feeling about the future in regards of whatever they want to be. Not every kid gonna be in football. Not every kid may rap. But we can teach them just, you know, structure business and give them opportunities to preserve the future. And uh, that's kind of the mission. Mm. So I've been watching you do the music shit, man. I'm telling you. I'm fucking with yo. The 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 it's not a pit out the palace. Like yo, you I heard so much of the so much of the album. Fabio's on the album. Right? Fabio. Shout out to Fabio Farm. Fabio Hard. Matter of fact, you, you tell me who's on the album because, like, I heard a couple, but I think you got a bunch more. And I'm just shocked at how you got all this together. So I want you to bring me through the process, too. Yeah, we got Fabio on the album. We got uh, 42 Dub. We got French Montana. We got Jacquees. We got Young Thug. And, uh, you know, we got a couple more people that should be sending some verses, but we got Keisha Cole. And that record's got, fire. We got YD the best. Obviously, my God. Uh, yeah, but it's just a creative moment of music, uh, the paradigm, you know what I mean? Like, a shift of focus. You know, this is a real inspiring, you heard it, real motivational, real encouraging. 
Mm-hmm. How, how's your recording process? Like how you how you kind of crafting these records together? Like and also like and still you're recording with some of the people where aren't you an intim- aren't you intimidated to be in those rooms? Like I can't even imagine working in the same room. Like you know everybody have these dreams of like you know rapping at a super high level, but it's just like if there's a lot of people who are athletes and then you're like at the top, you're like a Hall of Famer. Like Kanye is like one of the best that's ever done it. You know, you ever feel kind of intimidated in those rooms because even though you're a star, you know, musically you're still trying to get to that point that you're one of the best ever. I'd be excited, man. I'd just be like a sponge, you know, just trying to learn, learn and grow and just continue to work on it as a, as a crowd. So when I'm around these guys like Ye in the studio, I just learn. He usually be a sponge, like, yo, you got some bars? You know, we just, I'm just a sponge. And I'm just grateful to be around great people at a high level and just learning and getting better and just growing from uh, being around. Yeah. Um, the the Keisha Cole record, how'd you get that together, man? I ain't going to lie. That was a little unexpected, but number one, the sample's fire. Light the sample? Nah, sample's fire. Mm-hmm. Sample's fire. Yeah. Y'all got that clear, right? That, that's, that, that shit going hard. You, you you and Keisha Cole, y'all made it a vibe. You know what I mean? How did that connection happen? So she hit me up. I was in Atlanta. She was like, she, she said, you doing music. She was going to come to Atlanta. But I had left and came to Miami. So she was like, yo, I'm just coming to Miami. She just reached out. Yeah, she just reached out. And I'm like, she came to Miami. Went to Floyd House. We did the song right there. And mm. the rest is history. Yo, you know what I love about what you're doing with music is like, man, you're also just doing it your way. Like, there's a lot of people who sometimes they're like, man, I'm already a star. I want my peers to kind of laugh at me. I want my peers to kind of judge me. I want my peers to be like, yo, look at this fool. Look what he's trying to do now. It feels like you just out there with it, man. Yeah, you just, you know, doing what, is, doing what I like to do. You know what I mean? Just doing, you know, handling the business, Cal Records. You know, holding up the standard. The standard's the standard. No matter what we do, we're going to work to be the best at it. And we're going to grow right and we're going to be consistent. We're going to surround ourselves with the right people just to be at that level, you know. You only get one chance to do it. The Fabio records are crazy. Fabio cut you some, he cut you some records, man. Fabio, that boy. Versus he, versus he dropped for you, them shits is going crazy. What's your favorite feature on, on the project so far? I got a lot of them, but, you know. But what's your favorite song? Favorite one? Is that, is, is that that business booming joint? Yeah, like that. Been this booming, ain't it? <laughs> for sure. That's that's one. Of, that's a good one. I like I like all of them for real. I think the um, I like that one with Young Thug getting my bag. I think we made that like four a.m. in Atlanta. Yeah, how's y'all connect? Pretty dope. I've been knowing Thug for a while. He always hit me up, check on me. So like, I was in Atlanta. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna come out of the studio. Right after the club, I probably came in at like four a.m. I left like 8 a.m. We did a song right there. Damn. Yeah. I've always wanted like, yo, just when you sleep, like, like, you also seem like your lifestyle is kind of, man, I I seen you go from pretty much just working out, you hit the club, you record the music, and it just seems like it's all over the place. Like, aren't you tired? Nah. I'm not tired. I'm inspired. I'm inspired, you know, you always inspire when you do what you love. Create more opportunities, create more business, growing. So you know I'm motivated, you know. What do you think that music does for you that maybe football didn't do? 
for your spirit, for your soul, for you as a person. I, I just feel like music make you feel good, you know, and you just especially when you see the feeling other people get when they when they hear it. You know, I feel like and then when you you know, music is just like a football, you know, you envision I you envision the play you're gonna make in football. You know, in music you envision, you know, the crowd reaction when you you know what I'm saying? You envision the stadium, you know what I mean, the performance, you know, so it's like and then you just, you know, you know, it's how you know it's all the best. You know, I love, you know, I just love getting that creative zone. Love, uh, you know what I mean? Just working on something and seeing it come to light, putting it all together. You know what I mean? Like, what have you learned? Like, because I, I'm, I'm seeing you working at, you know, just the craft. Period. Like, what have you kind of, like, learned over the last, like, you know, couple of years? Because you've been doing it for, like, about, like, two, three years now. Yeah. So this time, you know, we wrote all the lyrics. I think last album, we didn't write all the lyrics out. You know, this time we doing that Spotify editorial. Yeah. Um, this time we trade trademark all the cover art. Uh, we going to get some hard copies printed. I'm dropping the screen on 420 with the album. Uh, so we package it. dropping 420, right? Yeah, 420. Why'd you pick that day? Because it's not a Friday. And trust me, yeah. by the way, you know, this is exclusive to Spotify. They love Friday releases. You know, that's yeah. usually kind of day everybody, at least in North America, releases. Yeah. I just think 420 because it's a big time and event, you know, for not only people in the world, just for everyone. I think 420 became like a, what, a little secret holiday, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be good to, you know, on this day to get the project, they can have something to relax to. Something to follow up to, something to just shift their focus. Because I know 420 a big marijuana day, so we want to keep the perspective on a focus, on a paradigm, like you know. You, you, what happens if, as much energy and you know, as much love you have for music, if you don't become as great in music as as you are in football? Is that something also, you know, you're aspiring to do or? Because, like, you know, you're going to have a, a a legacy that's very colorful and, okay, he did this, he did that, he did this. Did you you kind of use how great you are in football to, you know, match with what you're doing in music? Well, I got to put, you know, no one ever became great, you know, just with a little bit of work. So Trying to get just 10,000 hours in. You know, got to put that work in. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Got to keep working, you know, keep being the sponge, keep learning. Keep get you know being around great artists, doing great things, and just you know keep getting better with it. Yeah, just keep keep working. Is is it something that like for example, say say you end up on a team, you know season come around, is music just back on the back burner, or you're gonna try to find mm. some type of balance? I don't even know. Is there like you know I'm, I'm, I was never a professional clearly right, but as a professional athlete, could you balance anything and being a professional athlete? Yeah, but it's just, you know, it looked like it's just about me, but it's a whole team of people that work with me mm. amongst the label. You know, I'm, and not only I'm on the label, I'm an artist on the label, and we're looking to add it to our roster with the label. You know what I mean? You're no, looking I'm, to sign people. Exactly. So, really? you know, we backed by video. Shout out to Roy Lamana. You know, Roy already put up big budgets for Cal Records. So we're looking to just empower the superheroes and, you know, just, just I'm the first artist to do the drop. And uh, stand behind it. So we got a whole squad, a whole team of people. I know you talk about the DSPs mm -hmm. and just, you know what I mean? 
Making sure we're doing numbers. I, I, I think this this is the biggest difference between this release and, like, last release. You know, I've I seen how it got put out. And right now we're in a DSP, like, era where, like, if you're putting out music, you kind of got to have Spotify, Apple Music, all these places kind of, number one, know about it. Number two, kind of give their editorial team a chance to kind of, like, check it out to be like, yo, you know what? We're going to put this in the playlist because that's a new radio now, man. It's like like the landscape. But what makes you happier or what would make you happy? I don't even know if this is a fair question. So if it's it's a fair, if it's not unfair question, say, nah. In in a sense of like, what makes what makes you happier to do? Like, is yeah. is it lining up um, for a professional football team or just get in the studio or even like I see you in the clubs, like just being on stage or just kind of yeah. doing videos and kind of doing what you like. Like, what is it that makes you happy at this moment in life? I think just being at peace with myself. You know, life happiness ain't about what I do. It's just about how I feel with them. You know, I could do a lot of things. You know, football make me happy. Performing, rapping make me happy. You know, but that's just the shallow, you know. The thing that's most important is within my heart. Mm. You know, the mission I'm on, you know, taking care of my family, making sure my kids, you know, learning principles to shape a more healthy future. And, like, things that are deeper than what I do. You know, life, life not about, you know, just what you do. It's about who you are, you know, how you live, how you take care of other people, you know, uh, the legacy you leave behind. So this all just a part of my legacy, you know. I know when people talk legacy, they like to focus on, you know, what look more prettier, what you did more fancier to them. At the end of the day, you know, collectively, you know, all this is a part of my conglomerate. You talk about legacy, you talk about kind of like just also happiness in terms of spirituality. Um, I mean, has there been times that you just weren't happy? Because every time I see you, like, you know, you got that, you got like a big smile, yeah. like you're always having a good time. I never see you when, I've never seen you upset. Yeah. You know, you always seem like you're having a good time. I mean, when are you not having a good time? No, nah, man, I come from, you know, I'm blessed. Being in my position, you know, there's no room to never not be happy. You know what I mean? I'm grateful. I'm at peace. So, you know, it's, it's a blessing. I don't take it for granted, so. There's no time to be mad, there's no time to be sad, there's no time to be tired. You know, there's a lot of big things happening. We gotta think big, we gotta talk big, and we gotta continue to manifest what we want. We gotta be able to block out the noise. That's why we got the superhero gear with the, with the messages that representing, you know, persevering. Not letting the, you know, the adversity stop you from the goal. You know, we share that encouragement, like, you know, business booming. Not just to say my business booming, but you can make your business boom, your work ethic, your team, your mentality. So we just want to sell our encouragement to the world. You know, we want to keep our name clean. We want to make money off our name. We want to keep our face clean. You know what I mean? Life is, you know, should be lived at peace. I know life hard, but, you know, we can make it easy with the things we want work for and the things we done done so yeah like uh, one thing I like about you I feel like you're just always down to go against the grain you're not somebody who sometimes people you know a lot of groups of people like they're monolithic where like they think one way they act one way and that's just got to be it I see you like 
you do you do whatever you want to do. You go, you kind of go off energy. You fuck with whoever. I was surprised when I seen it was like last summer or summer before, like seeing you and Six Nine working out. You know what yeah. I mean? And like I think a lot of people look at you like, nah, man. You know, yeah. we don't like him, so you shouldn't be around him. Yeah. You know? And I'm wondering, I'm wondering like how how do you make those decisions on just even yeah. anyone as a person? Yeah, because other people' opinions about people that don't concern me. You know, um, I've been on 6 9 since 2000 and what? Probably 18 at the Super Bowl in Minnesota. And when I met him, you know, he wasn't, you know, the guy that everyone says he is, you know what I mean? Humble, smart guy, you know what I'm saying? And he's not, you know, you met him, you know him. He's not no, the no, guy. No, no, I know. You know? Hey, but, but, but listen, here's yeah. the thing. I say that, but people, like, in yeah. life, people won't give you the chance. Because in life, people feel like you should... Rally behind their opinion, but it's like, yo, everyone got an entitlement to their opinion. You know, people think six nine should be, you know, who he should be. Like, yo, he got the right to be who he want to be. You know, and you know, some people jealous about that. Some people jealous about his success. Some people jealous. You know, people envious. You know, is not reciprocal. Is you know what I mean? It's don't. It's not donated. It's reciprocal. It's like just come with it. You know what I mean? So. You know, 6 9 always been my homie, man. Shout out to 6 9 by the way. That's my dog, and he been through a lot of stuff, and he, and he still keep it per soul, per heart, and, and, he, and he don't care what people think, you know? And in life, you can't really let people, people don't dictate your reality. And, you know, that's what we talking about, opinions. You know, everyone entitled to them, that don't make them right or wrong. And no one's opinion about me affect me. Mm. You know, it don't move what I got to do, move what I, who I am. Who I gotta be, you know. So, since now my homie and always been my homie, you know what I mean. And whoever don't like it, then that's your opinion. What? Hey, well, these days what will usually happens, and that shit happens probably with you, where where people are just like, well, listen, man, if you associating associating with AB, maybe I can't associate with you, and and that usually affects a lot of people, where they're like, well. Who could I benefit from more? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's kind of like picking sides a little bit. Be like, well, yeah. I might have to leave it. it like, AB tweaking right now. At least that person said that. So they saying, if, if I'm seen with him or if I'm associating with him, they're going to think I'm on the same stuff too. So let me just kind of leave him alone. Have you seen anybody kind of like switch up on you like that? Nah, because I don't really, I don't really do no switch up. I don't even wear shoe screens. I don't do no tie-ins, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like, people personal opinion about what they think who I should hang with or what I should do, you know, that don't concern me. So anyone that felt any kind of way, they probably wasn't my friend. And really, I don't hang with people out of obligations for other people, you know. Some people only friends with you because the leverage of what they can get off you, you know. I don't need nothing for no one. I got my own. So if I'm genuinely friends with someone, it's because I really cool with them and I genuinely mess with them, not because I need anything from them. Mm. Most relationships... You need a favor, or they need someone from them, so they choose a side. You know, I'm on the mutual side where it's love. You know, you know, if I mess with a person, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I remember there was a like way back. I don't even know if you were taking this seriously. It might have been a fake news type of joint. It, they were saying this was one of the times that I don't, I don't know if you, you you were on a team at that point, but it was like, yo, you were gonna get in the ring on some celebrity boxing shit. Now, I just feel like Logan Paul was one, you know, he knew I was the hottest guy in the media, so he tried to... You're always like a lightning rod. I feel like yeah. you, you, your name always brings clicks, brings headlines, yeah. because, you know, 
they, the market is controversial, and and whether it's people gonna talk shit about you, they gonna talk. It just have people go come watch them talk shit about you. Exactly. So I think when Super Bowl was in Miami. You know Logan Paul and his brother them. They was pushing the note, but you know I don't play. You know I don't. Play, I don't really box. You know I catch nuts. Like I catch the ball. And yeah. Shit, you know? I mean. I seen you was over there. We had five bands on. You still ain't dunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got other <laughs> Nah, but seriously though, like, yeah. if if it, if it wasn't for football, like, do you think is there any other sport? You know, any other sport that you would have probably wanted to be playing? Probably, uh, I just always grow with football. But anything else probably was like track. Mm. Yeah, football and track. Hmm. Yeah, so you know, also kind of going back to the, like the project and everything, right? What you hoping to accomplish with this? Because you know, clearly, and I think that that's a part of you and me being here. You know, like this is a Spotify exclusive podcast. Yeah, sure you know, you dropping the music. It's gonna definitely gonna be on, on Spotify. If you, you gonna you, get me on the academics? You broke a lot of artists, so you gotta get me on the edit. You gotta show me how to, you know. Show of me course, y'all. I'm, I'm gonna link you with my man Carl Cherry. Come on, hey Carl Cherry, turn us up, man. Four twenty, man. Come on, yo, listen. Paradigm, man. Well, well I'll tell you one of the things that I know, like you know, especially when it comes to like Spotify okay. and how they deal with this shit. It's like, you know, they 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 used to big names, yeah. you know, dibbling dabbling music. They've seen, you know. An actor be like, oh, I'm gonna drop some music. They've seen athlete. They've seen like you know YouTubers, and for them it's just like number one, they gotta make sure the music's good. I listen to this shit. This shit sounding good. You feel me? But also want to make sure like you know how far you want to take and how, how much the other yeah. work gonna be around it. You know what I mean? Like music, and you know I'm glad you say you had a team because music is much more than just dropping it. You know, you kind of gotta work it too. You know, mm -hmm. you gotta. I feel like that record with Keisha Coco go to radio. You know, I feel like. Like, you know, I don't know if you, you could announce it, but you could perform it. You could be performing this shit at a bunch of, you know, upcoming shows. And have yeah. you done have you done shows yet? Yeah, we did a couple of shows. Last year we did Revolution Live. I did a couple of shows. We got, uh, uh, what we got? We got uh, State Farm Arena, June 18th. We got uh, Rolling Loud. I'm doing Rolling Loud July 22nd. Mm. Is it official? That's official? Yeah, official. So we got the bag for me. Yeah. <laughs> now we doing it. So I feel like the opportunities are gonna grow more and more. The more people see it. Tonight we taking academics to booby trap. Yeah. So we gonna give them a little teaser how we rock the show and let them feel the vibes on. We gonna give you the whole experience, man. You in Miami, so we gonna give you the whole vibes. You heard? You like the, the king of Miami right now, man. <laughs> this, this is your place, man. Come on, man. But he just, but just everything else, like you're feeling good, feeling comfortable. I'm feeling blessed, happy, man. I'm at peace. Yeah, I'm happy, blessed, grateful, thankful. You know, you could just, you know, you at the, you at the beehive. Look, you could just, you could just hit a piece in the air. Yeah. You seen the massage room I did? That you seen the day? No, you got the massage room. No, no you, you have a. <laughs> you have a fucking hell of a house, yo. You have a massage room with like about eight beds in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have a. A whole Zen room is just a meditation suite. You know what I mean? You got an arcade. You got you got everything. Like, when do you ever have to leave the house? Yeah, we we can leave the beehive. You know, we leave whenever we want, but we usually try to stay on the beehive. All, all the honey here. Yeah. I mean, for for everything that you've ever seen that came on the um, like social media or whatever about you, 
like from time to time you'll see like whatever. Do, 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 do you ever feel like you get a fair shake? Because I, I feel like sometimes the most misunderstood people, including even somebody who's your, your close personal friend, Floyd Mayweather, I felt like during his career he couldn't, you know, never saying you can't, you can't do wrong for, you can't, can't do right for doing wrong, or you can't do wrong for doing right, whatever whatever that saying is. But it's like he would never get the the benefit of the doubt. He would never get the okay, this is a good guy, or oh, you know, this is not a bad person who just always looked the wrong, look crazy online. Do you feel like your character and you as a man has always got like the the best or a fair shake? I mean, life's not fair. You know, that's just what it is in life. You may not go your way, you know, people may not act the way you want them to act, but in reality, you control how you react. So that's what I said, you know, you always got to know what's important for you, for what you want in life, your goal, because then you would know that some adversity you're going to have to overcome it to get to it. And that's a part of the album. You know, Paradigm is like, you know, changing your lens of how you see things, getting out of your own. What's, what's the title? Is, is, is it? Paradigm. Par- paradigm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's dropping four twenty. Got tons of features. I can't wait to really, you know, I want to. I want to get into the experience of doing it. Um, what are we doing after this? We hitting booby, booby trap. Yeah, that's it. Booby trap. Get some food. Whatever you feeling. Go to booby trap. Big right, booty things. Gonna put that booty on our belt line. <laughs> gonna stand on a couple couches. Yo, you, yo, I seen you in the club with Jamie Foxx. I see you just like you know turning up, having a good time. Yeah, man, life is. How you know Jamie? I've been knowing Jamie for a while. I met him like um, 2019 at the uh, LeBron James barbershop show. Mm. And then we just always tapped in from there. Every time he always called me, check on me, see how I'm doing. Uh, him and his homie Breon. Breland, you know, Breland, one of his homies is real tight with me as well. So shout out to Jamie. We had a fun night at the trap. Yeah, I seen y'all over there, man. Yo, you got you got you got to put in a good word with uh, uh, with Jamie for me, man. I need to get Jamie. Yo, I think Jamie's one of the most talented person in entertainment. Sure. Sings, does great comedy. Actor, yeah. Act do like a lot a of different stuff. That's what I mean. They don't they don't use the same things with him though. You know, like with him, if yeah. he, you know, I think he even wants to do the sitcom right now. People don't look at him and be like, "Yo, nigga, you you supposed to be the twenty million dollar movie, man. What you doing?" You know, a yeah. lot of people would criticize that they allow him to do him. He had a radio show. You know, people don't really. Put him in the box, which I think it's kind of helped him. So, yeah. you know, I hope they kind of let you be. Yeah, free agent. You know, are you yeah. are, are you gonna? I see them talking about this on ESPN, so I just ask you: Are you gonna get the surgery on on the, on the yeah, foot before? Get, yeah, I have to. Yeah, I have to get the surgery. Man, they were flaming around. you. They were like, "Yo, he said he's gonna wait till the team sign him before yeah. he do anything." <laughs> now nah, you got to get your ankle clean before. I just think sometimes you, you just, you gotta just rem- I got to remember the mission. Yeah. In order to give myself a chance, I got to, you know, be able to work out. They're not going to sign you if you can't, you know, pass the workout. So I know once my album drop, things settle down, I'm going to go get it cleaned up right before the summer comes, before the show, so we're able to give ourselves the best chance in everything we do. We just want to put our best foot forward on whatever we do. And whatever we do, we want to work to be the best at it. Mm. So that's just that's just the standard. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Now I'm telling you, man. Uh, listen, yo, I feel like you just misunderstood my brother. I, I like, 
I like how you were able to kind of shake off what people's perception of you are and what people think you should do and you just kind of go your own way because, you know, with any true successful person and, like, anyone who's really broken through that, like, next level, they've had to reject what everybody told them to do. You know what I mean? I, like, I think 50 said a great one time. He said, man, you know, being successful is kind of being delusional. So, like, when you tell me that I got a goal or I got a dream and I'm delusional, when I was broken in the hood and I was like, yeah, I'm about to be the biggest rapper in the world, y'all all looked at me like I was delusional, you know? It just everything looked better in hindsight. You get me? Exactly. So that's why, man, we're going to see, man. We're going to go to Booby Trap tonight. Booby Trap tonight, man. Booby Trap tonight, man. We're going to turn it up. Album dropping 420. You get me? Paradigm. Paradigm, of course. Y'all got to go check out uh, Antonio Brown. Y'all got to go stream. Which songs you think, because we're dropping this right before the album comes out. Which songs? Give me the top three songs you think. I think the Young Thug, Get In My Bag. Young Thug, Get In My Bag. I think the Keisha Cole, Don't Leave. Mm. And I think the uh, Fabio. Which champions. one? You like champions? Or, uh, I like Fabio champions and Fabio half a moon. I think it's a champions one. I like it. It got like a stadium feel to it. Yeah. You got a stadium feel to it. Yeah. Probably going to fuck with us. Yeah. You know, for long. Now, of course, man. Yo, listen. Thank you all for watching another episode of Off the Record Podcast here exclusively on Spotify, man. Listen, every song you just said, just look up above. You know, we got the player within the player. They don't even got to be on YouTube for this. This this plays right in Spotify. Come on, you feel man. Me? In, so just scroll right up, type in AB. Why you put your full name on it? Like, because your artist profile yeah, just say AB. Just AB. And, and, and um, uh, if the album ain't out, give it about 12 hours. The album going to be out after that. And, of course, man, listen, I want to see how you going to kill Rolling Loud. No, you come. I want to see I want to see what that energy going to be like. No, it's going to be like. You know what I mean? You better have the same energy you had when you ran off the field, man. This shit better be lit. Booming. <laughs> Yo, how can they check you out? Obviously, everybody know you be a star, but well, how can they check you out on social media or wherever else? At AB, at Antonio Brown. Follow the superhero apparel coming on IG soon. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, everywhere AB. Tap in, man. Business booming. Of course, man. Again, it's your boy DJ Academics, man. Thanks to AB for allowing me into his crib. Thanks to everybody here for showing me such a great time and, like, you know, being very hospitable to us. I, I don't think anybody I've done a podcast with has been um, as, you know, welcoming and, you know, accommodating as you guys. So I really appreciate it. And, of course, man, you guys can check out the next episode of Off the Record Podcast. Listen, we're going to do a couple things at Booby Trap. Shit, you never know. You might get an after party. You might get a, a part two on this bitch. All right? Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah.